Hey everyone, welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast, and we are here with episode two into the book of uh, called Glory Road, The Journeys of 10 African Americans into Reformed Christianity. And for this week, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, one individual whose name is uh, Thabiti Anwabwile, and which actually isn't his birth name, and uh, I'll tell you why soon. So how did how did how did Thabiti come into Reformed theology? So um, many African Americans actually uh, for for them uh, church is a normal thing. Uh, it's it's yeah you just you just go uh, to church, and and this was uh, no different uh, for for this particular gentleman, and and for church uh, for him was something that you do when you need to get your life together. So he would often see his brothers who would get into trouble and then as a way to sort of, you know, get their life back on track, they would devote their life to the church and go to church. And so this was what uh, Thabiti did as well. And so one day he he went up accepting an altar call, you know, many approving eyes, and he came before the pastor and, and prayed with him and soon after was baptized uh, but but that wasn't uh, the the end of his story he would say that he was a very very angry individual uh, kind of struggling with not only anger but depression so uh, fast forward he gets into reading uh, the the books and writings of uh, of radicals like Malcolm X, for example. So, fast forward again. He uh, eventually uh, adopts uh, the Muth, uh, the the Muslim faith, uh, the the Muslim way of life. Uh, he, uh, for him, uh, Islam was sort of the the answer to discipline, uh, the the brotherhood, and just the the longing for adult male leadership that he's always. He's always kind of been looking for since his teenage years. He he grew up without a father. Um, didn't seem like he had very good friends uh, going up, and so for him, Islam in Islam he saw just a a, a brotherhood, a camaraderie, uh, a, a fellowship, a a masculine kind of leadership that he didn't see any anywhere else, not even uh, in the church. And so he gravitated towards that, and he and so he be became a Muslim, and. <clears throat> Um, and over time, he began to sort of question the Quran because the Quran, uh, if you know anything about the Quran, it, it does mention Jesus. It will say that Jesus is the uh, the Messiah and Jesus is born of a virgin. It will say all these things. And so for him, it became a, a nagging question that how does the Quran affirm these things about Jesus and yet deny that he is the son of God? So anyways, uh, fast forward uh, a little bit more into his life. Uh, he is uh, he's married. Uh, his he and his wife uh, miscarried uh, their child, uh, which was a a depressing time in their life. They're in the Washington D.C. area, I believe, and on several occasions he he sees this bumper sticker in, in some of the the cars, and it is uh, John chapter one verse twelve which reads, 
But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So he kept seeing that on several occasions. And then one day, um, he's at home uh, alone and flipping through channels. And he comes to a sort of a, a weekly church service. He watches it and he is he, he's gripped by it. Um, he is he cannot help but continue watching and he's he's thinking about it and and so they uh, and so he records it and then he and his wife watch it together and they learn that the pastor's church was located in their area um or in the washington dc area so they so they decide to to visit the church and they go there and it's a it's a massive church but anyways they are gripped uh by the sermon and in short, they, they in that service, they, they repent and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, that is how they, they came to, to saving faith. Now the church, maybe if it was in the church, or maybe it was a bookstore in the area, they visited the Christian bookstore. And he's, he's into history, and so he comes across a book um, titled The Great Doctrines of the Bible. And he also comes across to uh, another book, Knowing God uh, by Jai Packer, which is uh, an excellent book. So anyways, these are both, uh, these are both books uh, that have uh, reformed uh, theology. They, they come from reformed theology. And so he, he reads this book. He takes great interest in them. And he, over time, he, he continues to, to pick up more books. He picks up uh, Martin Luther's Bondage of the Will, uh, A.W. Pink's uh, The Sovereignty of God, all these books that holds to reform theology. And that's essentially how he comes to uh, believe and hold to reform theology. And so it's just incredible. I mean, if you look at his life and how it started out, and then to these, uh, it seems like the Lord was, was speaking to him through uh, a bumper sticker on several occasions to casually flipping through channels and then watching this service that then eventually that being his being led to visiting and then believing the gospel at that message of, and visiting this the service and then and then reading these books it's just it's just absolutely incredible uh the next fellow that i want to talk about is his name is anthony uh bradley and he grew up i believe in a in a methodist church and uh, actually many african-americans uh, attend uh, methodist uh, churches so for him, he, he grew up in church, but he had no idea what the gospel was. He had no, no idea what salvation was. If you had asked him, you know, how do you get saved? He would respond and say, I don't know, um, you just go to church. So, um, so no, really no understanding of what the gospel is. So later on, uh, fast forward, he, he gets into Clemson uh, University. He goes to school there. He meets uh, he meets uh, some Christians through some uh, campus ministries. He becomes uh, friends with them, and uh, and so he uh, he just noticed that these individuals, that these new friends, are were different. So that's what gravitated him towards uh, towards them. It's just they they're just just who they are was very different than anything that he experienced growing up from other friends. So those became his friends. He attended uh, campus ministry events, and he would eventually, um, uh, at the preaching uh, of the word, he believes in the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. And then 
um, and then he uh, over time he comes uh, he so he takes a class actually um, by a professor whose name is David Sinclair and the uh, actually it was a it was a Bible study not a class my apologies and in this Bible study he takes all the students through uh, through the book of Romans and so it was through this study of the book of Romans that essentially changed his life I mean second to his actually coming to believe in the gospel but it, it does in a sense it, it does in a way change his life because it was going through the book of Romans that he comes to first know about uh, reform theology and so he is he's he's loving it and he's devouring it and he wants to learn more and so and so yeah and so that's and so that's how that's how he comes to understand what uh, Reformed theology is and hold to it. And so all these men who weren't necessarily looking uh, for Reformed theology weren't looking even for salvation, but God, through his sovereignty, uh, saved them and then also led them into uh, Reformed uh, theology. And so those are the lives of, of, of two men. And so next week, we will look at the lives of uh, two more men from the book titled Glory Road. And I don't think I mentioned this before, but this was uh, this is by uh, Anthony J. Carter. So hope to catch you in the next episode.